Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Monday, May 18th. I'm Wayne Pratt. Ahead, many non-essential businesses in St. Louis City and County are planning to reopen today. Kirkwood Ice and Fuel Manager Corey Harris says her restaurant is welcoming back customers with some restrictions. I'd like to think that our customers are respectful, but, you know, we'll just have to, I mean, really monitor it. You know, ultimately, if people aren't following the rules, we don't want to be an area that people get sick. That restaurant and many other businesses have been shut down for weeks because of COVID-19. Also today, we will wrap up the just-completed Missouri legislative session. Restaurants in St. Louis and St. Louis County are among the non-essential businesses allowed to reopen today for dine-in service. But as St. Louis Public Radio's Corinne Ruff reports, many, like Crown Candy in Old North St. Louis, are taking a wait-and-see approach. Andy Karanzev is in no rush to reopen the dining room of his restaurant, Crown Candy. He just brought his employees back last week to launch curbside pickup of food, and he wants to see how that goes first. Karanzev says he doesn't yet feel comfortable with the health risks of sit-down service. The biggest concern for any of us in this business right now, I can tell you, is you don't want to be the restaurant that has the COVID-19 infection, and then it's like, oh my God, I ate lunch there. Maybe I've got COVID-19. Karanzev says he wants to wait and see what happens over the next few weeks. That also gives him time to think about how to reopen in a safe and profitable way. He says that might mean installing plexiglass barriers between booths so he can seat more customers. I'm Corinne Ruff, St. Louis Public Radio. Many shopping centers in the area are also slated to reopen today. Beauty salons, barbers, and other grooming businesses can reopen. Customers will have to wait in their cars until workers ask them to come inside for their appointment. Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker says he is concerned about Illinois residents traveling to neighboring states that have reopened. He says the potential to spread COVID-19 has not gone away. The virus knows no boundaries, uh, and the virus only knows that it is sort of searching for the next person uh, to infect. Pritzker says people gathering in bars and restaurants in other states could spread the virus when they return to Illinois. Many colleges in the region are making plans to welcome students back to their campuses for the fall semester. But as St. Louis Public Radio's Ryan Delaney reports, they will be ready to revert back to distance learning. Students will probably still do a large amount of coursework online in the fall, but they could meet in person for small group discussions and labs. Dining halls might offer only takeout, and dorms could house only vulnerable or international students. St. Louis University President Fred Pastello says that while the school is driving toward an on-campus fall semester, it could start online. Or we'll also be prepared for uh, starting face-to-face, and as we did this term, pivoting to online at some point, if necessary. Not all institutions have announced plans. Some large universities around the country have already decided to stay online in the fall, and that uncertainty is hurting enrollment at some schools. I'm Ryan Delaney, St. Louis Public Radio. St. Louis area performers will take part in a telethon-style benefit concert this month to help artists hit hard by the pandemic. Organizers are hoping to raise $250,000 for the Regional Arts Commission's Emergency Fund to help artists who have lost their livelihoods. Tom Ridgely of Shakespeare Festival St. Louis will direct the show. 
artists are what make St. Louis great. They what make any city great is 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 the art, the architecture, the music, the food, it's the culture that I think we're all missing most. Participating groups will include the Black Rep, St. Louis Ballet, and the Muni. The May 31st concert will stream on the web. The Missouri General Assembly's 2020 legislative session went on for five months and was deeply affected by the coronavirus pandemic. St. Louis Public Radio's Jacqueline Driscoll reports. Both Republicans and Democrats in the Missouri legislature agreed on one thing. This was a highly unusual legislative session. That was evident even in the routine press conferences that follow after each chamber gavels to a close. In these days of socially distancing, it makes it easy when it only takes a few of us to walk in here instead of all 115 Cox members. That's House Speaker Elijah Haar, a Republican from Springfield. It was his final year in the legislature, one that got cut short due to the coronavirus. Uh, We lost about six weeks in the middle for the COVID pandemic. Because of all the time lawmakers were away from the Capitol, numerous priorities at the beginning of session fell by the wayside, like gambling expansion and changing gun laws. Governor Mike Parson acknowledged how coronavirus consumed most of the session's attention, especially when it came to state finances. This session started with a lot of hope. As you all remember, in January, we were looking at one of the strongest economies we'd ever seen. And then all of a sudden, we know where we're at today and the things that we've had to deal with. After authorizing Parson to spend billions in federal coronavirus money, lawmakers returned from an extended spring break during the peak of the pandemic to pass the state budget. This was a move that Senate President Pro Tem Dave Schatz from Columbia says leadership received criticism for, but it ended up being the right decision. I think the work that went into that uh, obviously was incredible. It fully funds public education, maintains level funding for our colleges, universities, and it maximizes every resource available to us for the benefit of Missourians and their local communities. But Democratic Representative Kip Kendrick from Columbia, a ranking member of the Budget Committee, didn't agree. He says the budget is unbalanced. This budget that we pass is going to rely on additional federal money coming down to the state in order to balance the budget. Uh, I think think that's very clear. Members of both parties, including Democratic State Representative Donna Berenger from St. Louis, didn't like how their colleagues were stuffing multiple ideas into a single piece of legislation. And uh, it was interesting, uh, we always call it sausaging, but someone said to me, well, you know what, I think this is more like tripe. It's just unpalatable. State Representative Kevin Windham, a Democrat from Hillsdale, contended that the GOP leadership's priorities were out of whack. He said he anticipated more COVID-related bills being discussed on the floor. And I was uh, distressed, for lack of a better word, when I uh, came and found that we were talking about uh, biodiesel and feral hogs and uh, brass knuckles uh, being legalized, uh, when we still haven't talked about uh, different things like face masks or tracing apps. Other legislation receiving complaints from Democrats were caps on punitive damages and a ballot initiative to undo a state legislative redistricting plan that voters backed in 2018. And lawmakers from both parties were disappointed that a statewide prescription drug monitoring program and an online sales tax failed to pass. Haar said they did prioritize COVID-19, pointing to an expansion of absentee balloting, but he also said this. 
it's important to say we're not just going to be here for one or two issues. If we're going to be here, we're going to be here to work. And that means early mornings and long nights. And it means that some of the issues that we had prioritized before the pandemic were issues that we were going to try to finish after the pandemic. As lawmakers cross off some of their top priorities for the year, despite a global pandemic, they can expect some more long nights and early mornings, with the likelihood of a special session sometime before June 30th. In Jefferson City, I'm Jacqueline Driscoll, St. Louis Public Radio. Our Fred Ehrlich edited that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio, music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. From the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this has been The Gateway. Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com.